Or say it your way. It sounds better. <laughs> I know. If you're listening to Irish Radio Canada's Home and Abroad, and this weekend we are focusing on St. Bridget and her place in Irish mythology and, and Irish life. And also we'll be talking a little about James Joyce to commemorate his birthday, uh, which was Tuesday. And we have Mail Bridget, uh, who is a devotee of the Irish goddess and saint, Bridget. And she founded the Daughters of the Flame in order to rekindle the perpetual fire once burned by the sisters of St. Bridget and Gildare. She lit the Daughters' first candle on Imbolc, 1993, unaware that on the same day in Kildare, the Bridgetine sisters were relighting it as well. And both flames continue to flicker away. And Mail is here with me to tell me a little about uh, her interest in St. Bridget, the inspiration. And uh, there's also another little item at the end of it, I think, that we will be able to talk about, which is that there is a copy of a book that uh, may be available if you enter a competition. Mail, thanks a million for coming along and giving us a little bit of an insight. So your interest in St. Bridget and where it comes from and uh, what aroused it? Well, I was raised Catholic, and so I'm very comfortable in with saints <laughs> and um but I left the the church when I was in my teens I guess and uh and I started to realize there was a big hole there was something missing in my life um and so I decided I I wanted to find a goddess because I wanted to move towards a more feminine uh aspect of religion and but i wanted it to be someone that i had some kind of connection to through my family through my heritage and uh so when i learned about saint bridget and her possible connection with an earlier goddess that immediately uh grabbed me and i haven't been able to ungrab myself since she's just got endless um Depths, really. There's so much to both the goddess and the the saint. And these days now people see them as, as pretty much mixed together. But, um, yeah. So when you say, when you say the family connection, because, um, it, there obviously is a heritage there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. With the Irish and Scottish. Yeah. And and what is where does that go back through? What is the the connectivity in your heritage? Uh, you mean like who who? Yeah, the <laughs> ante- the ancestors on your side. Yeah, yeah. On on both sides of my family, my my father has uh, he has ancestors from Leinster and and from Uist. In Scotland, and my mother's the uh, the ancestors we know of are more from around St Margaret's, which I think okay. is close to yeah yeah it's near Dublin yeah yeah so then when St Bridget grabbed you, uh, what was it or if there was something there that talked to you and connected with you, what? What was it? Mm-hmm. Well, the 
the initial thing was the idea of the perpetual flame. Um, there was something about that, uh, that devotion of tending it constantly and uh, never letting it go out, which is actually a lot like her, what she says about her prayer. I think she says at some point in one of the lives that ever since she put her mind on God, she never took it away from there again. So there's that real focus on, on her devotion and, and also that after her death, it continued to be tended by her on the 20th day so that the sisters wouldn't touch it, but it wouldn't go out. So it was the flame initially that drew me. Um, but there's a, a lot about her personality that really draws me about her openness to people from all backgrounds, the the madman or the leper or um, wild animals, people who are enslaved. Like she just her heart opens up to people in all manner of situations. She entertains bishops. She feels, feeds wild dogs, you know, so it's that openness to all of life that I, I really appreciate. And the, the justice, like she will, I don't know if you remember the story of the, the, um, the group of men who are going off to kill this fellow. I don't remember. I don't even think it says why, but they've made a pact and they're going to kill this man. And she tries to elevate their thoughts and get them to not do that. And they won't be persuaded. So she prays to God and has a, a miracle occur where they think they've gone and killed this guy and they go back and get inebriated. And But she's created an illusion. So, Instead of in, in some stories, you'll have like maybe a, a saint will, you know, just cut you down if you're not doing what they want you to do. But she finds a way to I guess it's diplomacy, really. They think they've got what they wanted, but the guy is still alive. So, uh, so Bridget at her in her time um we hear a lot of controversy and we hear a lot of talk about women's place in the church. And back at that time, so we're looking at the 5th century and the 6th century, early 5th, 6th century. Um, mm-hmm. She was very much an influential woman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she was. And she was one of the first people who really founded a lot of communities. Like up until her lifetime, most uh, Christians they didn't live in religious communities. They would live, well, at least the the sisters would live with their own families who often were not themselves Christians. And they would, they would live out their religious life there. But with St. Bridget, they started uh, forming communities. She apparently formed several communities, the most famous of which is in Kildare. Mm-hmm. And um, so that made a, a quite a change. I think I may have lost track of what the initial question was. No, you, 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 you got. So, when did you um, arrive at meeting Bridget? Um, how? Like, so, I know in 1993 you lit the flame, but yeah. that, when? How soon prior to that, or when prior to that, were you introduced to Bridget? It was in the early 80s. I, I never actually heard of her. Surprisingly. Um, 
considering that there were um there was Irish in my family and in friends of my parents and whatnot, but no one ever mentioned her. Um, so we knew a lot about St. Patrick, or thought we did, <laughs> but I had never heard of her. And it was just reading a book, and there was this small paragraph. And then I started looking up things. Like at that time in the early 80s, all I could find were uh, Lady Gregory's Book of Saints, I forget exactly what it's called, and Alice Tretain's book on, on Bridget of Ireland, which is still stands up really well, I think. Um, I want to say one other thing uh, about the place of women in, in the church at the time. Uh, the story that St. Bridget was made a bishop quite inadvertently by Bishop Mel um, when he was meaning to just bring her into the order. Um, as a sister that made her quite different, not just in the tales, but the, the abbesses of Kildare up until uh, the 11th century, I think continued to have the status of a bishop. They didn't play all of the roles. They weren't priests, but they had mm-hmm. a lot more power than other women religious. Mm-hmm. So the um, book, uh, a bright of Ireland devotional, uh, Sun Among Stars. Uh, tell us a little about that. Uh, well, here it is. This, I didn't mean to start as a book. I just wrote poems and prayers. Like I said, there was this hole in, in my spiritual life, and part of that is the, the ritual and the celebration that you find in the Mass. Um, and there was certainly not a, a lot available about her. At now you can find tons of stuff on the internet, but at the time there was pretty much nothing that I could find that, uh, in terms of prayers and things like that. So I just started writing my own. Mm-hmm. And then in 2011 I had cancer and then I really started <laughs> writing and I ended up writing like, hundreds of, of poems and prayers to her. So at that point, I decided to put them together in a book and wrote a few essays uh, about her, about my uh, path in, in finding her and uh, resources and things like that. So I haven't talked much about the goddess, but um, or the goddesses, you know, there are at least three because uh the goddess that um, Cormac describes is uh, a triple goddess, three sisters. But then there are also uh, other brigs that are mentioned in the texts that may or may not be the same goddesses. Mm-hmm. So um, you are offering a book to if people go on and enter into uh, on your on a link on this, and we'll put it up through our app. Uh, right. So if you go on the Irish Radio Canada app, you'll find when you go on the front page, there will be a little link that will lead you across where you can enter. And that entry is over on your site, so uh, you'll find it there. Uh, and uh, what you're doing is offering a copy of the book. Yeah, the book isn't actually going to be published until August, next okay. August. I, mean, I have a couple of advanced reading, readers' copies, so um, I'm giving one of those away and I'm, I'm 
drawing it on the 31st. You need to have it in 31st of January. Is it available worldwide or are you confining this to Canada? No, worldwide. Okay. Okay. Well, we're going to wrap up there. And of course, uh, the 1st of February, which is St. Bridget's Day, is the start of the Celtic New Year. Our quarters were um, February, May, August, and November. And we always considered the first, as strange as it is, the 1st of February, we considered the first day of spring when it's heading into the coldest month of the year when you're in eastern Canada. But that is life. That is life. <laughs> Gets your hopes up anyway. <laughs> it does. It does indeed. Well, thank you very much indeed for taking the time. Great. Thank you.